Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up? And welcome to another episode of Social Jello with Angelo podcast. I am here with eighth degree black belt Ron Baker. He's coming out of the Kajakembo system from the Ordinez method. Now, I got to make a few distinctions here. This is the Black Belt Requirement Series. Not to be confused with the Method Series. I have two series going up on YouTube right now. One that discusses history and one that discusses what's required out of someone right now. If you were to walk into Ron Baker School right now and you said, hey, you do nothing about martial arts. Or maybe you know something. I want to work my way through this system. What do I need to know? That's what we're going to break down right now. What's expected out of you when you walk into the school from white to black? What are you going to be learning? What are they going to be looking for? That's what we're talking about. And this actually comes from a guest, a guest, no, a listener who emailed me asking me this question. And people get make the mistake of thinking that I know stuff because I don't. So I, whenever I get to that point, I bring in an expert from, from that field to come in and talk about it. And I, I, I don't want to like, put him on the spot or anything but i view ron baker as the expert <laughs> for for this topic for today now if other people argue with that y'all you know, have your opinions but ron was kind enough to come on the show and share his thoughts on this and his knowledge and i really appreciate that so without further ado ron so if someone comes into your school mm-hmm. off, the, off the street and says i want to learn this this kajikembo thing oh yeah and then for any of you just this is your first episode please watch the What is Kaja Kembo podcast so I don't have to explain what Kaja Kembo is. I, I really appreciate that. You can continue in the conversation. It'll still be very informative, but it'll help you a little more if you have some context. So check it out here. There's the link. What is Kaja Kembo? And now we don't have to t- spend the next two hours having that conversation. So Ron, <laughs> what, what would happen? Someone walks in off the street, says they want to learn Kaja Kembo. What's one of the first things you're looking for? I really am looking for somebody with with personal goals. I there for me, and, and I speak only for myself as an instructor um, in teaching Kaji Kimbo. My philosophy is no experience required. You don't have to be a superb athlete. You don't have to be uh, in tip top shape. I mean. It, Look around. Humanity is what it is. There's seven billion people on the planet. You know, we're all a little, little bit different physically and, and and mentally and emotionally and spiritually. So, you know, I take each person as they come, and all I want for them to have are you know personal goals of you come to me, you've learned, you want to learn to a defend yourself and b to challenge yourself, uh, and that's my requirement thus far. I really don't have a physical requirement. I don't have a an experience requirement. It does help, you know. I, I I'll say that, you know, if you've had um, a boxing background, awesome, you know, that really does help you that further that much further along. If you have a wrestling background, that helps you even that much further along. So experience does help, but it certainly is not required. Um, I'm not a uh, I'm not a, a gruel taskmaster or a cruel taskmaster in that respect. Um, I'm somebody who wants to, you know, I'll put it in this context. So I, I just started a new job, right? A new job, you know, my professional day job. 
and I'm observing the way this this supervisor is teaching me, you know, training. And one of the first things that I noticed is, wow, this person is telling me every single mistake that I have that I'm making and giving me no feedback as to what's positive and what's good. I mean, it was an immediate teardown. Um, maybe the hope is to, is to build up later, but that's just not the way that I, that that's not good teaching or coaching as far as I'm concerned. I want to, I want you to be the most confident you possible. And I want you confident in learning every single technique that you learn. Why? Because it's yours. I'm just, you know, I'm just a pass through, you know, this stuff is, uh, this is passed down and, and it, it kind of comes through me and, and gets a little bit of tweaking and, you know, that because, you know, we don't, we can't continue to paint the same Mona Lisa. It's not art. So we, we you know, we, we do, we take what we get, you know, we, you know, we, we, um, we retool it, repurpose it and, and deliver it to somebody else. So when I give you these techniques, this content, then it's yours. And I want you to be confident enough to make it yours because that's what it will be. It's, it's martial arts. It's, it's our personal way of, of, of defending ourselves. So uh, to answer your question, that's what I'm looking for. I, I do want that person to, or those, those persons to be fully confident in themselves. And even if they aren't, we'll work on that. But I want you to have the personal goal of, and, you know, at first it can be, I, I want to learn how to, uh, I want to learn these, these basic movements that I've seen in, in your style of martial arts. Great. That's what we're going to do anyway. We're going to start off with some basic movements. Um, some of them will be completely natural to you. Some of the, some of them will be completely foreign to you, like golf, right? Who goes into golf? A natural, very few, and all the movements are completely foreign. So, you know, we'll start off there. Um, if that person or those persons want, if their personal goal is, I want to be a black belt. Wonderful. I want you to be one too. So we'll start. This is where we'll start. And, you know, we will, we will celebrate these milestones all along the way. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking for in, in, uh, in the, the brand new student of mine. All right. So different schools, different approaches, right? Some mm -hmm. schools have uh, principal learning. And when I say that, uh, I, I would say Hackleman's program. If you don't know that, I haven't had him on the method series yet. But I've talked to him all the time. So if, <laughs> if you ever catch me talking to him, I don't even know if I want to do a method series. I talked to him so much, but his his is a principal approach. And if for those of you that don't know, Hackleman, um, John Hackleman is Chuck Liddell's coach. He, he focuses more on sport MMA. So his most thing is like principal learning. He, his black belt requirements are more about physical requirements and being able to execute certain certain movements but not specific patterns while other schools go more on a traditional curriculum approach and again i'm not there's no quality i'm not making a quantitative statement in other words i'm not trying to place value on this this is just different approach yeah. i personally feel all of them work great that just depends on what your end goal is um 
So then there's a curriculum approach where you will be, you know, each belt is going to have, uh, I don't know, for example, uh, in the Imperato series, uh, they'll have like a certain amount of forms and a certain amount of punch tricks that are required to go on to the next belt. Um, <clears throat> in your school, in your method, uh, what is, if they're going from white to yellow, which, what, what are the things that your school is looking for? Is it principle-based, curriculum-based? And if it is curriculum-based, what specifically are you looking for from a white to yellow? It is, oh, it goes to yellow, right? That's another assumption I'm making here because well, that's, 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 that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good question in, in terms of um, the, the sequence of rank and, and, each, and the criteria uh, for each. Yes, there is the, and I call it the numbers game. So you got to learn number one and number two and number three of this and this and this. And once you, once you, you know, attain those and, and, and you're proficient in those, then you're eligible for your yellow belt. Mine is very similar. My, my criteria are very similar. But what's different with me is I want you to know three punch counters. Please show me three punch counters. And if you can demonstrate to me three punch counters that you've learned, I like it, right? So notice I didn't say, give me one, give me number two, and give me number three, because that's for me, right? That's for me, I, I, you know, I could say, show me three and, and it better be damn good. Um, okay, and it, okay, so now the pressure's on. And yeah, pressure's good. Yeah, it is. But I want you to know three techniques for that rank. So punch counters, I want you to know grab counters, and I want you to know um, I want you to know three uh, mount escapes. Right? So I want you to know these things. Yeah, so that's required in, in, in my teaching as well. Um, it hasn't always been, but, uh, but jujitsu is extremely important. Um, I'll say newaza is very important, right? It's a it's a must. It's mandatory, um, and and you will learn it. You have to. So, you give me three of each of those in whatever sequence you want, and, and I'm good. As long as I can, as long as I can be confident that you can protect yourself at your level, um, and the expectation that goes along with your level, I'm confident. And then we continue that uh, throughout each each and every rank. Much as more is expected of you, for sure, but it continues on like that. All right. So if I if I heard you correctly and I wrote this down correctly, for example, if when you're going from white to yellow, you're looking for three mount escapes, one grab counter, and one punch counter. And in this three three, three for three. Okay. So three, three for grab, three. Three for three. All right. So three grab counters three punch counters and are you and you also mentioned this like it has to be you, you you were saying like show me number three and it has to be damn good and you said that's good sometimes but if i if i'm understanding you correctly you're more concerned with effectiveness so yes. so like the person does a punch counter maybe it's not the number three step one two three you know hey your your, your hand's supposed to be here not here yes. <laughs> maybe it's not that yes. but right. the person effectively under pressure 
did the punch counter or did a punch counter that effectively kept themselves from getting punched. And they demonstrated three different ways of doing that. Um, <clears throat> is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Okay. You got it. Cool. You got it. All right, cool. So there you go. And you have three mount escapes too in, in, under the, the grab. Grab ka ju kembo, right? The ju for jujitsu. Yes. I, I say that a lot. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't get into those online arguments. <laughs> that people, that people, that people throw out there like, hey y'all you're not missing uh, anything stay, <laughs> away. Yeah, stay away yeah it's there's the jujitsu there so yeah three mountain escapes so white to yellow these three now i'm going to ask you how you want to do this we can continue to do this per color like I, I can keep asking this question for however the color oh there's a good question is your color sequence what's your color sequence real quick uh, white, yellow, orange, purple, blue, green, brown, black. Okay. All right. So it's the same as mine. Sorry if I went too fast on that one. No, well, I mean, I, I, you're just pretty much repeating information that I know, but the listener is not. So I'm going to slow that down real quick. It's it's yellow, orange, right? Purple. No. Yes. Purple, yep. blue. Yep. Green. Green. <laughs> brown. Black. So there right. we go. I went really slow on that because some Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys listen to my show and they, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys always get confused about the order because for them it's the opposite for the purple and the blue, right? So like, they, and they have less, they have less colors. Well, I'm not even going to go there. They have less colors for adults and then their kids' belts are all over the, the kids place. kids are something totally <laughs> yeah, different. It's yeah. totally different. So just make it simple. Just make it simple. That's what I say. <laughs> just make yeah. it simple, right? It didn't, we, it didn't used to, it didn't always, it wasn't always uh, yellow and orange. When I started, which was back in the late, I think it was, I think I started like 78, 79, uh, right here in Fairfield, California. And uh, I went from white to purple. But it was an adult class. And I don't, know if at the time the adults were receiving yellow and orange okay. i don't know if it was an option back then okay. I, I like saying man, i was i was so badass i went from white to purple but <laughs> i don't think it was like that i think it was i think it was more uh in the adult class you went from white to purple well not anymore i went from white to blue because i was so bad at showing up for promotion days so i held on to a white belt for like five six years so, so, but the, the other colors were there i just i never showed up for promotion so, no worries for my, so mine wasn't so much badass i was just bad <laughs> no, there was no badass involved. you're bad <laughs> I was just bad <laughs> so so yeah do, would, do you want to go through all the colors or you just want to jump to black and talk about everything you're looking for at that point or do you want to keep going yeah. by stage well i'm gonna say that from from yellow to orange uh, maybe even from yellow to to purple no yellow to orange you're still in that beginner in the in the novice beginner stage right not a whole lot is expected and i don't mean that in in a condescending way i just mean that not a whole lot should be expected of someone particularly with no martial arts background, uh, not a whole lot should be expected. It should be appropriate to that rank. Uh, purple through green, now a little more, there's there's a little more maybe pressure. It should be coming from self and not from, you know, 
not not externally, but you know, it should be a little bit more pressure on self. Self pressure is okay to you know in, in a healthy way. Uh, so purple, blue, and green, a, a little more self pressure applied, a, a little higher expectation. Again, the techniques will be what they will be. Um, but as you know, if you let's let's take uh, you know your elevator sweep at at, at white belt looks a certain way. It's gonna look it's gonna look much different at purple, right? So very similar with with the kajikimbo purple, blue, and green. What what looked acceptable at yellow is going to be. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little little more nitpicky now with regard to that same technique at at this range at this purple at this purple blue and green range. That's okay. Um, when you get to brown, brown to me like in 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 BJJ brown. Okay, you're gonna be a black belt any day now or someday. You're gonna be a black belt. You know you know the techniques that you need to know. And you also know that there's an infinite number of techniques that you can create your own. This is art. So we're going to still be artists here. Uh, so at the brown and black level, I'm not concerned anymore about number this and number that. I'm not concerned anymore that you now know 21 punch counters and et cetera, et cetera. I already know you know them. It's now just a matter of how you live them, how you how you train, who you train, uh, because there's a leadership component in brown and black belt at the brown and black belt level. If you're not teaching someone, doesn't matter who, but if you're not teaching someone, if you're not delivering the way it was delivered to you and better, then I'm looking at. Okay, well, to me, if you're going to be a black belt, you're you're doing that for the perpetuation of the art, um, among other things. Yes, you, you you want to be an expert um, at what you do. Particularly, um, you want to have expertise, black belt expertise in self defense. Absolutely, and if you're a competitor, same thing. Um, but I do want you to. Be able to deliver that content, deliver what what you've been taught in your way to others, and that to me is what leadership is about. Um, you take someone, teach them, and the goal is to teach them to be better than you. That to me is leadership. I mean that that's something that may have gotten a look got gotten missed, you know, over the generations. Um, I get that, but. That to me is leadership, and so um, that that leadership component is is crucial. It's paramount, and it will be an expectation uh, at the at the brown and black level. So, so looking here, um, mm -hmm. some more questions that I have. So, yeah, we're, let, let's play the numbers game by right. purple belt because there's there's a there's a now there's a qualitative distinction, right? Uh, so you already mentioned I, I, I might be looking for the same things I looked for in yellow belt, but I'm, I want to see it. What was acceptable as a beginner <laughs> is now no longer acceptable as a, as a more advanced rank. So you already mentioned that. So that's now we're talking that was principle based. We talked about earlier in the, in the episode principles yeah. versus uh, versus the numbers and cu cu curriculum. 
but in your numbers game by purple how many counters punch counters grab counters nine all right nine, yeah. now we're going nine for nine nine grab counters nine punch counters um we're a little we've got to be a little different with respect to uh to to grappling to the jujitsu aspect because you know it doesn't translate as easily right so yeah. we're going to be a little bit different there you're 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 going to have probably doubled the techniques that you've learned jujitsu wise but that's okay the proficiency is still going to be expected it won't be purple to purple meaning purple and kajukimbo um and and that have that be a direct collection of purple and BJJ, it won't be that, right? It'll be around, I'm, I'm gonna say it'll be around a four stripe white belt in jujitsu in, 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 uh, in BJJ. While I'm, while I'm on that subject, um, my jujitsu is, is Gracie jujitsu. It is the, and I'm, I, I uh, earned a uh, Gracie Combatives belt. Um, I trained uh, trained in Hawaii at, uh, at Central Oahu Jiu-Jitsu. And so that really is a very robust program in terms of self-defense. It's, it's much less sport, although you can take the Gracie Combatives curriculum add in a two-stripe black uh, blue belt curriculum so basically combatives plus maybe a stripe or two at blue belt you can compete and do damn well i mean you're, you're not going to you know you probably aren't going to win and you know absolutes or anything like that but you can certainly compete and be proficient and competent so by the time you're your black belt you've gotten the equivalent of all 36 techniques within the, the combatives um, curriculum. That's just, you know, the Gracie combatives. There's still what we, what we learn in, in Kajukimbo because Kajukimbo took uh, a lot of its jujitsu from Danzanru. And if you look at Danzanru, I don't know if you, if you have, there's some who have trained in it. Um, I know uh, GM Ron Esteller, and I owe him lunch at Pleasanton. Uh, oh, you lunch, GM. Um, I, he trained in Danzanru as well. Um, I'm not sure who he trained with, but but I know that he did. My he point is that in the interview, uh, more shameless plugs for me. I'm just going to put it there. I, I, Ron Esteller, I talked to him about that. So if you want to watch, he'll, he'll, he mentions the guy's name. So if you want to see that interview, it's, it's here. All right, continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, I guess I. So what I'm uh, I'm blabbing about is, I've looked at fundamental dines on route. There isn't a whole lot that I've seen um, today, but I took a look at there's there's just a set of videos created way back in 1943 of dines on with Professor Oksaki. Um, and several of his black belts demonstrating. So I sat back and I watched it and thought, did he just pull guard? He did. 
right? <laughs> and so you have a lot of the same positioning. You have a lot of the same, uh, well, obviously you have the same jujigatame. You have the same the same uh, palm up, palm down, collar chokes. All of that stuff remains the same, right? But with Kaji Kimbo, there's still the, you know, we have our wrist locks. We have our wrist escapes. We have our standing headlock escapes. You know, all that stuff is directly translating. It, it, it translates directly to what is or what was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. So it, it, it may not be uh, technique for technique, but the fundamentals are, are sound and substantially similar. So yes, you, there's, there's a requirement for uh, Gracie combatives, but there's also a requirement for the, uh, the OKO jujitsu as well. Okay. And I mean, it makes sense too, right? Cause again, if you go, um, so me personally, I, I, uh, I have a, I also do jujitsu. So it's, it's split it off, right? I, Kaju Kembo, yeah. and then I also practice jujitsu um, under the guidance of S. Kai Lee, which is through the Joe Marrera Brazilian Jiu Jitsu branch. So, like, okay, so if, if you know any of these people, shout out, okay, shout out to those folks now. <laughs> so, like, but okay. <laughs> so, what happens is, um, for any jiu jitsu people listening, if you go to a jiu jitsu place, you're only doing jiu jitsu. <laughs> only doing jiu-jitsu so this qualitative difference he's talking about right now that okay well it doesn't go purple to purple well when you think about it it makes sense because if i only did jiu-jitsu for that amount of time and i didn't do any type of punch counters any type of grab counters i didn't learn how to punch or kick i just learned how to defend against anything and that's not the kind of jiu-jitsu i do now i'm talking more about i can say it no offense to the, to the Gracie Baja guys. I love y'all too. I have a lot of friends in the Gracie Baja system and I've trained with them too. And I actually went trained in Gracie Baja up into, up into purple at one point in my life. So, but <laughs> that being said, I'm not, again, as I speak, I speak carefully because I'm not trying to disrespect anyone or say that your art is better or worse. This is just observations. For that kind of jujitsu, you're really not going to learn how to punch or kick. Um, you're going to learn how to defend somewhat defend against a punch or a kick but you're not really going to learn how to throw a punch or a kick so just it's just really time spent on the mat and certain techniques yeah so for any of you that are wondering why that's the case so now we're at purple we played the numbers game we're looking now at nine nine grab nine punch counters and a more proficiency in the wazer grappling yeah let's talk about your next point and i'm going to ask you <laughs> i'm going to ask you about so in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they have something called the Blue Belt Curse. Student works really hard for two years, sometimes more, depending on the, on, the, on, the, on the system. And then they put a blue belt on and it's like, suddenly it's like back to the future. Their hands start to disappear and vanish and then <laughs> they're gone. So I, I don't know if this happens to you, but in my observation in Kajikembo, I call it the Brown Belt Curse. They'll get that brown belt. They work so hard <laughs> to get to that point. You're almost there. You're at the finish. The, the finish line is right there. Yeah. And then their fingers start to disappear. <laughs> the same thing. Does that happen? Have you encountered that? Or have you been able to, to counter counter effect that? <laughs> you know, I have I, I have to say that, and I'm proud to say that anybody who's trained with me to that level to brown or beyond 
never lost it, right? They never, they never lost it. I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's my magic. I'm just saying that it's, you know, they, they never lost it. They enjoyed what they did, um, and, and they had the, they had the, the, the required and, 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 and um, necessary personal goals that I was talking about at the outset. That's what they wanted. They had it. Um, I wanted to be sure that they had it because nobody wants to. I mean, I wouldn't look at it as a waste of time, you know, if, if they got to brown belt and, and, just, and just, you know, kind of, you know, as, as you say, I wouldn't see it as a waste of time um, because it's a lot of learning. And there's no wasted learning by any means. So, you know, that, that's all good. I'd be disappointed if they got to that level and, and you know, and their hands and feet stopped working. Yeah, I would, I would, what the hell, dude? Do that, you know, <laughs> you know, you got this far. Now, stuff, stuff happens, right? And I can't judge because, you know what? I'm going to say back in the mid in the mid well, late 80s, I think, I took a hiatus from Kaiju Kimbo, a long, a long one. So I, I can't, you know, that can't be too critical, right? It happens and it happens a lot. But I was blessed enough, you know, student-wise, that none of mine, I'm trying to think if any of no, nobody ever got to that rank, that level, um, and and just kind of lost. Uh, the use of their hands and feet and just kind of mentally checked out so and then my other question is what level has it happened though what around what level because i think this is and i know this is i'm not i'm not going to try to get too sidetracked on this because i almost feel like this could be an entire podcast on this one topic what do people well, yeah when do people start vanishing like it's just it's not that they lose their skills they show up they have their skills it's just they just dematerialize and vanish into thin air. So like, yeah, yeah. When does that start happening? And and I guess uh, and we're just gonna try to give it like a minute or two, um, to let it breathe. Okay. Um, when do you when have you seen that? And and what would you say to a student that's at that point in, in their martial arts journey? I'm gonna say that begins to happen around the, the purple to blue rank. You know, I've heard it said that you know purple and blue represents the bruises of training. Okay, you know, it's nice. That's cool. Uh, but I'm going to say that it, it happens around that time. It, it, and it, it, it coincides with we just ratcheted up the expectations, right? We went from yellow and orange, and it's fun, right? And you've got command like you've never had command of anything else before. And all of a sudden, oh, I don't remember. I, re I remember, you know, my elbow escape, but... I'm, I don't know if I can do it, you know, it, the way that you're expecting it done. Well, I'm just expecting it done the, the way that you can do it at this level. So I guess my point is that right around purple, blue is where the, the, the mental checkout begins to happen. All right. All right. That's fair. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna. I, I want to keep riffing on that, but I'm gonna stop myself because we're gonna we're gonna end up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to <laughs> stop the video here and make another video about that. Give you maybe next time. Next time, I'll send you a message. Next time. again, let's talk about why people stop training. So that's what happens around that time. Yeah. Now, 
talked about leadership. You briefly mentioned 21 punch counters. Is that what's expected out of Black at that point? 21? Yes. Um, here's the thing about specifically the OKO. For the OKO, and, and I know you. this is more of, of um, you know, how we matriculate and, and not necessarily, you know, about the organization. Uh, but in context, the OKO is one that it's it's a collection, right? It's a collection of, of affiliations. And there's a requirement that if you're going to be part of the OKO, you, you at least are training in the OKO curriculum this much, right? Maybe, you know, 10%, 15%. Because people have come from other organizations. People have come from, a lot of people are in Kajikimbo are widowed or not literally, but, you know, their instructors are, are no longer living or their organizations have folded or, you know, in Kajikimbo, you know, you know, we're, uh, we are black belts at falling out with each other, right? So, stuff happens one way or another and you know the OKO is kind of a welcoming you know we are a welcoming ohana in that respect and so people come from different from different places and different faces and so there's a there's an expectation that you are that you are training and or teaching the the content and the curriculum um so some might require you know all 21 punch counters some might require what they've done um in their past and in, in, in their history and maybe add a few things to it or you know maybe uh maybe fortify their their original content with five or six you know uh, techniques from from the oko so um really quick sidebar on that note i remember uh teaching one night and I was teaching what I had originally learned, uh, the original, the method that I had originally learned, right? And one of my students, he's one of my black belts now, but he he was a, a either either a D one Division one wrestler or, or or very similar. And we were, I was teaching a technique, and I saw this look on his face, and it's like, I'm like what? And he had this look like, eh, 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 it's not going to work on, you know, it's on someone like me. And and it really got into my head, made me think, damn it, he's right. This isn't going to work on him. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work on a lot of people. No matter how good I am or how good, you know, the performer of this technique uh, is. So next class. We had a a blind taste test. We did we did three techniques that night, and it was three of the old and three of the OKO. And I didn't tell anybody what they were. I just said, "I'm gonna do these tonight." And after class, I asked, "So, what do you think of, of of the things that we did, and which techniques did you like better?" Oh, we like these three. Well, why? Well, because. They, because these three techniques utilized the boxing footwork that you taught us, and they utilize um, the movement that you taught us and the transitioning from uh, from striking to level changing to takedown to, to finishing. And they included all of that. Like, okay. 
And from then on, we were 100% OKO because that's what the OKO content and curriculum is. Um, all of our content is very rich in, in I mean, it's it's got the Kempo, right? You won't miss it for the Kempo, but we're we're defending on we're defending moving targets. We're defending people who are throwing jabs and crosses, and we're defending people who are throwing um, hooks, right? And so it's more than just the, and then you know, it's more than just that, right? So I'm, I look, I, I, it was like an epiphany, right? Um, so. We stuck with it uh, from then on, and it was 100%. It was 100% OKO. But again, to answer your question, I'm, there are some OKO schools, some OKO um, uh, professors or teachers that don't teach 100% OKO. All I right. do, and then again, um, like we said earlier, <laughs> and we were saying that earlier, every school is different. Every approach is different. So, you know, everything we, when, when you hear one of my guests talking about it, you gotta remember, you gotta take it with a grain of salt. And that, I think yeah. that's why I'm doing this whole, there's a reason I couldn't just do a Kaju Kembo method series. <laughs> I couldn't just make one video and have one yeah. guy come up here and say, yeah, this, cause this is tied to the, the question I'm trying to avoid in this whole podcast is what is Kaju Kembo? If you've noticed, I'm staying out of that. Cause <laughs> I'm staying out of that. For the same reason. I, I felt it would be more fair to have many people come on here to explain what they're doing at their schools. And, and why? Because as much as I love Kajikembo and you love Kajikembo, and maybe the person listening to this, if you don't do Kajikembo so far and you know, and you're still listening to this, <laughs> thank you for putting up with this for this long. Yeah. <laughs> but the um, reason I'm saying this is uh is for the Kajikembo community, the more we share what we're doing. Um, the more we share our, I, I think that's the beauty of Kajikembo for me, the fact that we're all Kajikembo, but we can walk into different schools and encounter different stuff. And that's what you're talking about. Even in your organization, right? You are yes. in a specific method called OKO. And for you personally, there was two things I heard of that story. You pressure tested it, right? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't take it. You, you didn't take it as, as the sacred texts, like, like in star Wars, all oh, the sacred texts, you didn't, yeah. you didn't take it as a sacred text. You saw someone scratching their head and you said, let's, let's see, let's see what, what, what it is. And uh, you had your own personal techniques from another background of Kaja Kimbo. You, you tested them out. And that's just what, that's just the gold that came out when you started siphoning the pan, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, you, you and, get you will get your ass kicked, you know, relying on the sacred tablets of, you know, the sacred scribes of, okay, go ahead. Okay. But, but there's people out there today, man, who, you know, people know stuff. People, I tell IT, all of my students, it is a must that you know that, um, that there are people who have not just no skills, but there are people with not just rudimentary skills. Reality dictates that there are people whose skill sets are equal to, or maybe even superior to yours. And you didn't choose that fight, but now it's on you. And you got to survive that. So, um, you know, for what it's worth, the sacred scribes are wonderful. 
you know, and, you know, we pay tribute to the legacies, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, well, we don't teach the, we don't teach the, that mixed martial arts stuff because of all the rules and blah, blah, blah the rules. It's, it's the rules, you see. Well, we teach reality. Right? Like I said, reality dictates that there's people with skill sets equal or superior to yours. What are you teaching? Mm -hmm. and, then that's, and again, that's that's the beauty of what we do. There is there is nowhere in the sacred texts. <laughs> by the way, there are no sacred texts. I know, <laughs> I know. For anyone watching and be making this comment, but there is nowhere that says you can't do that. In fact, I've always been encouraged by my instructor and told the original story, and every has a different variation of the original story about how this art was founded on the principle back to principle learning right back to what we a little throwback right I call back as I say in, in the in the entertainment industry principle le principle based learning versus curriculum based learning and the yep. beauty about Kajikembo is in its foundation is baked in this principle based learning those people that got together and said we don't care if it's Kempo or karate or boxing or judo we just want to make sure that we can defend against ourselves against these styles that are popular right now, right now we're now we're talking about more than fifty years later. Right? So, so, so yeah. Now, before we wrap up, we're almost at our wrap up. And I just want to make sure I wrap this up correctly. So, you, out of a black belt, um, out of a black belt, you're looking for twenty one you know and we're kind of being we're being a little bit if i understand you correctly leaning in on this 21 punch counter thing um 21 grab counters too is that is it 21 the number or more or less yeah about 21 more or less more or less. less 21 grab counters and and then we're also looking at uh i'm guessing a, a proficiency because every 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 little category bracket that we keep hitting you're looking for more proficiency so i'm guessing now even more proficiency if we started with three mount escapes three grab kind of three punch kind of i'm guessing now more proficiency in, in grappling and you, you had a little story there and that was grappling right <laughs> your little story yeah. that you're talking about that was a, a division one wrestler so you're talking about grappling at that point yes yes um, so you're looking for more proficiency in grappling and then yeah. finally what are you looking for out of your black belt you got it. You got it. it. Okay. You got it. And you know what? And I'll leave you with this with this one word, synergy. Because you can take the the first three and the next three and say, well, three and three equals six. Well, actually, that first three and that second three, it's equaling a little bit more than six because you're developing a skill set that goes beyond the numbers. So once you get from six to six, now you've got 12. But it's really more than 12 because synergy dictates that, you know, this plus this is a greater number because of the intangibles. So much. Uh, so, yeah, you can if if you get to your your brown belt level and you can you can you're testing and you only remember. First of all, I'm not going to ask you to show me all 21 this or, or you know, 18 that. Right. Because you've shown it to me already over the years. But if you've gotten to that that point where, you know, you know them all and you you you've learned them all and you're proficient with them at all, all of them rather, 
then yeah, we can be lenient on, on the number. I want to be certain that you are able to adequately defend yourself, expertly defend yourself. And that's the difference. Adequately at the yellow belt level, expertly at the black belt level. I want to be sure that once you get to that black belt level, you know it, I know it, we both know it, um, and, and, and we're both very confident in it. So there you go. All right. So there it is. And then it, that, yeah, a lot of the stuff, and then for anybody who listens this, this long, who doesn't do Kajukembo, and maybe you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because um, I do have some of those guys coming in. None of this should sound too foreign to you. It, it shouldn't. And if it does, um, well, I don't know what to say. None of this should sound too foreign to you because, in my opinion, this just sounds, again, if you're just looking at one technique, let's say in, in a grappling context, yeah, the more you do it, like you were saying earlier, the mount escape you do is the mount escape you do. But as you get better at it, you might have one mount escape. For example, let's just do a basic one, a bridge escape. Let's say you have a bridge escape. But by mm -hmm. the time you, you've been doing the bridge escape for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, your bridge escape, it still might be a bridge escape. But at this point, even if you were only taught one bridge escape, you've been sparring for that long, getting people off you, you probably have four, five, six, seven variations of the bridge escape at this point. Yes, you do. So I'm getting when you when you throw in striking, you're saying like you were trying to explain this, and I'm I don't know if, I don't know if I'm fucking up your explanation more or making it better for anyone listening, but this idea that you have 2121, it's actually not 42, it might be like 106. Um, and this is why the numbers game. Oh man, am I gonna do that? Am I gonna do that? Yeah, I'm gonna make a controversial statement. This is why the numbers game doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that right now. That's this is right. why this is why the numbers game doesn't work, because you can say something like forty-two, or like, but in reality, if the person has continued to do this in sparring and they keep doing a variation, keep doing a variation, they start realizing, hey, when I block this way, I can block this way, or I can I parry, I can throw the block out of the way, and I can throw a parry. Oh, they said that, I had to, and you know, you know, uh, my instructor said I have to do a growing kick, but right now we're doing kickboxing, so I'm gonna do a roundhouse kick instead. Like this stuff starts coming up. <laughs> so like this is this is what he's what he's this is what he's talking about as far as how the, how the and i'm not i'm gonna say this is why i think the numbers game doesn't work but that, that's a whole other podcast <laughs> just, but i'm gonna throw it out i'm just gonna throw it out there as we wrap that up so they got their black belt um is there anything else you're expecting out of a black belt that you didn't mention you know i i think that my expectations are probably pretty consistent with most people's expectations of their of people that they promote to black belt, you know, good citizenship and et cetera, et cetera. We're all human. So, you know, we all are, are very good people. Uh, we're human. So sometimes we do some horrible things in life, et cetera. So, but, so there's humanity that is to be accounted for, but all in all, what I, what I suggested uh, that I want from my black belt. Yes, you got that right. That's, that's essentially what I want. Somebody who, again, who can not just adequately defend him or herself, but expertly defend him or herself. And I know we didn't talk about um, 
competing or anything like that, but very similar. Um, if you are one to compete, which I do, I do um, highly, highly, highly recommend for any of my students because, you know, there's no better way to replicate what you're going to get mixed up in unless and until they're sparring, right? You know, they're sparring. And even, even with sparring, I mean, there's such a thing as maybe too much sparring that there's, there's some discussion on that, right? Um, but I think if you can learn to just to be opposite somebody and be live and it be not scripted, not sterile, but live and dynamic, and you don't know what's coming next, neither do they, you're in a fight. And so we simulate a fight. And the more you can simulate a fight, the better. The more you can develop your, your reflexes and your response times and your read and react, the better, the better, the better. So um, again, that goes with the, the expertly defending oneself. So again, um... Yeah, so that's another podcast topic I'd love to do. The idea that, yeah, so, and I'm not going to do it because we're about to wrap up, but you, you did touch on something that I think is really cool is this idea about, do you have to compete? And I think it's, I recommend, I highly recommend you do compete. I think that's a, that's a really great approach to it. Um, and then as an instructor, when you have a student and I'm just gonna speak for myself. If I have a student that doesn't wanna compete, where you're putting me as an instructor is, if anything, here, I'll just, I'll, I'm gonna say it, damn it. I was gonna end this, but. <laughs> throw it out there. Damn it, I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm not gonna to go to a whole podcast rant on this. No risk it, no biscuit. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'll just put it this way. Um, one of my students is a professional boxer. One of my students is a elderly care physician. Yeah. physical therapist um obviously the professional boxer who also does kickboxing who also does mma that person is testing themselves a lot so when it comes down to their test i'm looking for a few different things compared to my physical therapist who is working nights and can't compete doesn't have the time and in that situation, I'm going to test the physical therapist harder. <laughs> Their test yeah. is going to look dramatically different from the professional boxer or my police officer because I already know the other two can defend themselves and I'm still questioning. I'm still not sure. I'm not positive. So I'm going to have to make it a little more, I hate to use the word brutal, but I will use the word intense. It's going to be a little more intense and that, and that's yeah. going to, and that's going to be, that could easily be rectified through com competing. <laughs> that's what I was like, that was an easy, it's an easier, it's an easier standard um, to measure well, it by, you know? Well, you have a, you have some predictive, um, you have some predictive factors in that person who already boxed or boxes, that person who already competes in JITS tournaments, you have some predictive factors as to whether or not they can they can protect themselves and defend themselves because you see them in that in a pressure situation already where they have somebody across from them who's an opponent, right? Yeah, there's rules, but okay, no eye gouging and no groin shots. 
fine. But there's, they still have that person across from them. I don't know how often I've seen, um, and, and I will be somewhat critical of, of my own art, Kaju Kimbo. I don't know how many times I've seen, okay, Kaju versus Kaju, and it looks like just brawling. It looks like, it looks ugly. Looks like nothing. It, it looks like no training whatsoever, but that is probably because, it's usually because there isn't a lot of there isn't a lot of, of of mixed martial art within Kajikimbo enough that we know how to use it when we need to use it. Again, I mentioned those, you know, the 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 strike to grapple transition, the, the transition from grapple to ground to to finish to back to you. I, I mentioned those things and I rarely see that in Kajikimbo because um, so much is, is a, so much of, of what Kajikimbo is today is still a legacy art. Not everywhere, right? Certainly not everywhere, but much of it is still a legacy art. And what's missing is what you need to have today. And so, as you said, somebody who's never really competed, that's okay. But we're going to get you competing at least in this space, at least with your 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 partnering students, your partnering uh, co-students, so that you know what it's like to have somebody across from you, and you don't know what they're going to do, but you know what you can do to protect yourself. So, um, and don't take my word for it. There's a there are a lot of <clears throat> Paget Kimball outfits out there right now. Um, that are just really doing it and doing it well, even right here in the Bay Area. Um, keep an eye on on you know on Bobby Ceronio. He's uh, he's fighting in Bellator. They come from a Kajikimbo background. Keep an eye. On, I mean, you name it. Um, uh, uh, Grandmaster uh, Tom Theophanopoulos. He's down in the central in the Central Valley, um, doing really good things. He's got maybe two or three in the main academies and still teaches. Kajikimbo. So, you know, it can be done. You, you can take Kajikimbo and make it that mixed martial art so that we, so that your students are proficient. Because as I often say, the, the best replication that I've seen of an actual fight is probably a, a, a low skilled MMA fight. Well, there you go. You got to be able to scrap I, like that. Yeah. I'm not, not trying to be controversial here. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop myself i'm gonna stop myself right here so that was if we covered and thank you for watching we've so far covered the ordinance kaji kembo belt requirements yeah explained to us by ron baker an eighth degree black belt in the ordinance kaji kembo system more disclaimers before we wrap this up we've got to remember we and i'll keep saying this everybody has their own what the Hawaiians say flavor with that with that accent, the flavor. Everybody has their own flavor when it comes to this. And um, and maybe you come from another branch, or maybe you are part of the uh, OKO, as you were saying earlier, and you do things a little differently. And we're and I'm not trying to say that this is the standard. If anything, I I, I hope anybody who watches this, this video series keeps watching the other video series, and we're gonna keep adding and adding and adding and adding to do this. Um, just to let you know. Because like I said earlier, I couldn't do a What is Kaju Kimball podcast. That's the joke. It's all, I, I did it, 
but it keeps coming up. So like rather than doing a million different videos titling them what is Kaja Kembo, I felt it would it would be it would serve it more justice to have many people from different organizations and, and different flavors, as they say in the Hawaiian accent, come out here and explain that. So today we got to hear about about Ron Ron Baker's flavor of Kaja Kembo. And thank you so much for taking this out of your Saturday, Saturday afternoon. It's a, it's a Sunday morning for me out in, in Japan. Um, and for you listeners, I one a month? No, I keep saying that. That's like the old saying. One a week now. Once a week, I release an episode. If I don't release it, a podcast, I do a live. So keep an eye out for that. And that's a random time. Usually what's happening there is a guest canceled on me and I'm scrambling and I do a live real quick <laughs> to stay in the good graces of YouTube. But outside of that, keep an eye out for the show. Oh, before I forget, Ron, is there a website or where can people contact you, whether it's uh, Instagram or whatever? Do you have anything like that? You can hit me at, at go to the OKO website, Ordinez Kajikimbo Ohana. You can, you can find me from there. All right, there it is. So if you want to know more about the Ordinez Kajikimbo system, Look up ordinancekajukembohana.com, if I'm not mistaken. Here, I like to do this. Let me, see. Let me make sure. Let me make sure here. I'm going to share my screen. Nothing weird. Nothing too weird. Okay, that's good. All right. Let me go here. Or Denez. Or de. Okay, or Denez. Ordonez. There we go. And there it is. See, you don't even have to be, if a if an inept tech person like me can just type in Google Ordinance Kajukembo, I think I spelt it wrong even, and it came up right here, the Ordinance Kajukembo Ohana. Um, for those of you listening to this as a podcast, uh, you're not you're not on YouTube, check out the YouTube channel, Social Jello with Angelo, and you'll be able to see the screen share I just did, or like I said, however you want. I typed it in wrong. So you just type in Ordinance Kajukembo in Google, it does come up, and you can check out more about Ron Baker and the entire organization. Thanks again, brother. Thanks again to my listeners. Catch you next time.